1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Jeanette Lewis is the founder and CEO of Inner Sun Alchemy, LLC. She is an oracle, spiritual life coach, and business strategist. After almost 25 years in spiritual and personal development work, she received the call to take a more proactive role in helping shape and transform our world. She draws from a vast array of knowledge and experiences, including astrology, tarot, Reiki, hatha yoga kundalini yoga gnostic christianity taoism african traditional religions the performing arts the guidance of our ancestors and more she helps leaders implement sustainable astrology-based strategies in pursuit of a liberated world welcome jeanette thank you i'm so happy to be here well there is a lot there where does business fit in with astrology, tarot? How do you use that to help people shape their businesses in this world?
3: Well, I think the first thing that's probably the the easiest for folks to immediately grasp and feel comfortable with is the idea of working with cycles. So, you know, on a personal level, you know, especially if you're somebody who is a menstruating person, you're very attuned to the cycles that you go through in your body throughout the month, you know, during menses, ovulation, or what have you. And there are different opportunities for physical vitality and energy, as well as obstacles, right, of like tiredness or emotions that will come up. And we see that same cyclical pattern that can show up in nature. So one of the main things that I definitely like to drill home for anyone in general, but definitely for entrepreneurs is... When you know the components of a cycle and what's required and how you need to approach it, then you can apply that to business and help you make decisions that really are aligned with where your business is and where it needs to go, and to be able to do so in a way that feels really grounded, that feels really authentic and true, and that also is sustainable over the long term. Because mm-hmm. when you rely on cyclical planning, it automatically has that growth as well as pruning incorporated within it It is really human centered. It is really balanced. It is earth centered. And that kind of consciousness, that perspective is something that I've very much, and I'm sure you're seeing this as well, too, is really emerging in the conversation around business. Like, you know, how do we create a sustainable business beyond, I mean, also obviously environmentally responsible, but what does that look like in terms of, you know, being a leader or, Um, helping to lead employees and create a culture that actually feels like home, that feels like a community, that feels like something that you can grow over time. And some of these more simple concepts can help with that. And that's what astrology is. With all the different components, it can be easy to get lost in the busyness of astrology. You know, all the different names for the planets and the signs and degrees and what do all those things mean. But astrology is just the, the study of cycles. And astrology can be a tool that you can use to, again, help with strategic planning and understanding what things are influencing your business at any given point in time so that you can make decisions that are going to be best for the business.
2: I really like this concept, particularly as a woman, this concept around paying attention to cycles. And I think we don't do it enough in our lives, I don't think, like when we think about how we exercise or how we run ourselves, like, are we paying attention to what's happening with us internally? And then expanding that, it it feels like it would take the pressure off in so many ways to just say, oh, this is a time of the month where I shouldn't be running really hard And I'm assuming that translates into business too. Like I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be going and having meetings five nights a week because in this part of the cycle, my energy just isn't as strong or whatever it might be. Is that sort of what it looks like?
3: Yes, exactly. And I, I love that there is a time and place for everything to maximize wherever you are in the cycle. And some things that you might have done in one part of the cycle, you know, the, we're talking about physical exercise going hard on the cardio or going hard on the strength training is actually going to be an obstacle for different parts of the cycle. When you're actually menstruating, you should be resting, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? It seems simple, but it's difficult because the culture is not really set up to respect that. So it takes a lot of personal fortitude and courage to say, okay, I know that this is the structure and the framework. How do I plan ahead so that I'm doing what needs to be done at you know the time that needs to happen but still feel like I'm accomplishing something because I know that I'm having to constantly combat this this cultural programming of it has to be the same thing every single day and the same with business you know when you are in year 1 of your business that is your time of experimentation and growth and you do really have to like try as much as you can you know put yourself out there as much as you can it requires a lot of output but over time, as you start to solidify your business and refine it and get really clear about what it's really doing and and you find your market, et cetera, then it requires a different kind of strategy. You can't do what you did in year one at year five,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
3: Like you have to be smarter about how you use your energy more purposeful um, because that busyness isn't necessarily going to move you forward. Um, But if you are assuming that, It always has to be the same output and the same energy and the same look every single time you will burn yourself out, the business will burn itself out, you'll burn your market out.
2: I'm really curious about this notion of how we got here, (laughs) that this constant grind, which I think the pandemic actually put a screeching halt, it did put, not kind of, it put a screeching halt to right? And then so much of sort of this civil unrest that has come as a result of that. And that in indigenous cultures, rest is really a form of resistance. It's a form of recuperating and organizing so you can advance further. So can you speak a little bit about how your maybe your own traditions have informed that or, you know, you, you talk about African traditional religions informing that. Is that a piece of that?
3: Yeah, uh, really what it's what it's about with that, um, you know, speaking about indigeneity and the difference between how the country has been running, what it really is, is a return to what is natural, the Industrial Revolution, that very much shifted even the culture of you know farming and agriculture <laughs> that yeah. we had right mm-hmm. you know everything became machine like including us <laughs> including us right so there was a really specific kind of cultural cultivation that happened in terms of our belief systems and how we saw ourselves so with the pandemic in particular i've been calling this the sacred pause mm-hmm. because it's been you know hey stop and take a look and really see and understand does all of the output that's happening need to actually happen to do what needs to be done. And what we're seeing is it doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For
3: most of us, not all, because you know it's gonna be dependent on industry, but for most of us, it doesn't require 10 hours to do the work that we need to do,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? So what does that look like to be able to give your best focused, authentic attention for four to six hours of work and get massive amounts of, you know, output in return and good quality work with that. And then to have that extra time, that extra time can be used for creativity, for healing, for um, supporting healthy relationships or spending time with your kids. There's so much more life. And again, humanity centeredness that gets to come back in. Reconnecting with the wisdom of my ancestry is what we already did. We just forgot right? Because Mm -hmm. of the conditioning. So we're really returning home. We're not really picking up anything new. We're returning to how life was before this change in behavior, this shift in culture Mm happens. And that way of living and being is one that is really deeply rooted in how nature just naturally is. When it comes to business, when it comes to any other goal that you have, it actually can simplify things. And it's less about, okay, how do I take this idea of nature and impose it on business and rather see business as one of the expressions of nature?
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And that idea itself, you know, for most people is just going to be radical, (laughs) right? But if nature wasn't business, how would nature run? Well, it would be like how nature is with everything. There's spring, there's summer, there's autumn, there's winter. And I think if
2: you pay attention to it, you notice within yourself those poles, right? The, the pull in summer to be outside, to be in nature, the pull in winter to hunker down, to turn inward, to be more reflective, more cozy.
3: And the powerful thing with that is because ultimately, like, you know, for me, it's important that people feel self-empowered and can take agency in, you know, applying the concept and the idea. Cycles never change. So change is constant. But constancy does give a sense of peace because the change is always the same. If you know you're in the season of spring, whether literally or just figuratively for your business, you know, summer is next, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so with that knowledge, you can plan your month ahead. You can plan the season, the quarter ahead. You can plan the year ahead, again, based on that knowledge and, you know, whatever various cycles that you are looking at. And you can take agency in that and minimize the amount of surprise that can come through
2: Mm -hmm. because
3: you understand. What's coming ahead. Mm
2: -hmm. How did you feel or find this to be your calling? I mean, you've had a really interesting windy road, a lot of dance incorporated into what you do too. So I want to talk a little bit about the movement and how you incorporate that. But you said you received the call. What was that call?
3: Yes. So that actually came in spring of 2017. What I usually like to do for my own personal spiritual work is really spend time with spirit during Venus retrograde. It's a 40 day period. And it usually, depending on the year, will line up with either Lent or Ramadan. Uh, So it's always like just a larger, you know, deeply spiritual time. But that year in particular, it was coinciding with the time of Lent. And so I was really working with um, the different uh, mother goddesses of, you know, my lineages that I spend time with. And at the end of that process, I got the download for the business. I wasn't looking for it. Like it just, it literally came down as a download. I got the name. What it was supposed to be about (laughs) and then like Mm -hmm. within a month got the website up and and everything so like that was cool and i was just planning to do it on the side because obviously i was working at the time and then a few months later i got laid off and i was like oh I guess this is what I'm going to have mm. to do. <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing that. But mm-hmm. It was a, a call. And I like to say calls or assignments, right? Because I, I wasn't choosing, like I really wasn't choosing to do that. I've always had an interest in business, but I, I wasn't at that stage of my life looking to take a leap. I was really comfortable where I was. So yeah, I kind of got pushed <laughs> out of that. I'm just like, here, go.
2: <laughs> but I think what's so amazing about that is that you gave yourself the space To see what would come up and not knowing that you, you know, you weren't in a place of I'm, I'm laid off from my job, I need to find something. Yes. It was like the universe was putting things in place for you before it was the desperate situation. Yeah. And I think so often people get themselves into places where they feel desperate. So they think that the universe is showing them something. They think that they're getting a sign or they got a download and then they make this decision and then they say, well, my intuition had told me that that's what it was. But intuition and desperation at times can get, the the line can be very thin between
3: with that trust your intuition Mm -hmm. but it's not just intuition it is also also the practical they have to coincide and so if we're talking about something that is much more high stakes like having a business and it's going to be taking care of your livelihood yes have the inspiration but also be really honest about what it's gonna require. Mm -hmm. So if you're really ready to do that and to put that time in, then yeah, take the leap, but don't use desperation as an excuse to not do the work. Inspiration is not at fault because if you have a call for something, there is a love for it, you probably have a gift or a skill in it. That's not the the issue. You still have to show up for the thing. Mm -hmm. How do you integrate dance? More so with the process of creation and working with my body. So for one, it makes you hyper aware of the present and what is and what is not working that day. When you're doing anything that's body focused, your body... As much as we like to believe this is not the case, our body's not the same day to day. So, you know, you might've had like a great amount of energy the day before, even the past couple of days, but you just wake up this day and it's just a little bit dipped. It might be like at 70%. How are you going to show up with that? And always stuff will come up, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. about your beliefs about yourself. Why can't my body perform at this? Like it should always show up the same. Again, that's that regimented kind of industrial revolution mindset. That can come in so it's a great personal development practice to have Mm -hmm. whether it's dance or anything else but your stuff in terms of how you believe your beliefs about yourself will always come up when you're doing any kind of body work um but in terms of also like creativity and play and expression it can show you a lot about how you process information and what you experience at different stages and that can be really confronting okay, why can't I get this? Why, like, this isn't, like, making sense to me. Like, it can bring up a lot of things. And then at the end, it let everything go. And surrender, we know, it's like <laughs> it's always the hardest thing at mm-hmm. the end of the process, because you put in all that work. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are really into astrology, I have a stellium in Virgo. So Virgo energy is very process-oriented. So what I love to do is, you know, I, I go through an experience, and then I take a look back and distill everything that happens and why and what were the different stages but that kind of threefold transition always kind of shows up so that initial curiosity exploration hopefully playfulness stage or not <laughs> rather than trying to be a good student
2: mm, and and I think that that's really applicable in in just about anything
3: and that's why I like working with concepts and why I refer to myself also as a business strategist because it's less about knowing the exact how to do a specific thing, but more about the reason why and the thought constructs behind it because those will be applicable anywhere. Mm -hmm. So again, as I talked about in the beginning, you know, if you understand and know your cycle and the components of that and what happens with that, it's a miniature version of everything else. Mm -hmm. So if you master you, if you master self, you master body, you can master relationships, you can master your goals, your projects, your business.
2: So the part of my cycle where I hate everybody is probably not the best time to be going out for dinner with a group of people, right?
3: <laughs> exactly. And I, I tell this to my clients, I'm like, you know, there's when you are in that, you know, ovulation stage, that's the time when you want to schedule all of the, the meetings, the social events, like that's the time when you are in that the second part of that luteal phase and they're in the menstrual phase, that's the time to do all the kind of left brain linear things. And then just rest and your schedule should be as clear as possible during that time, Mm. because that's what's you're more primed to do that kind of work. So it's not, yeah, it's not great to be social, but (laughs) one of the things though with that is if there's a lot of things that come up during your, your menses, a lot of quote unquote negative things, that's an opportunity for you to heal. Mm-hmm. And in and particular, look at where have I given away my power because that's usually what comes up for us mm-hmm. is we've not been authentic in some way, shape, or form, or we've misused our power in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And so we get a chance every month to adjust ourselves.
2: So can you walk us through the phases?
3: Whether you are, because I'm sure your audience is mixed, <laughs> mm-hmm. so whether you are actually a, a, um, a menstruating person or if you're not a menstruating person, you can follow the phases of the moon. This will be the same. So the first week, so the actual menses week or the new moon week will be archetypally the same. Um, So that is a time of shedding and release. So you actually start, you begin the cycle with clearing Mm -hmm. and that is a time of rest. That is a time of ultimate surrender. That is a time of spirit as well. Mm So that is not the time, especially for those who like to do, you know, new moon manifestations, that's not the time to actually come in with your ideas of what you want to implant. That's your time to receive. Mm -hmm. Then when we get into that second week, so day seven through day 13 or 14, that's a time of spring, if you will. So the when the uh, waxing moon or the uh, follicular phase, phase in the menstrual cycle. That's when energy starts to bubble. That's when you are going to be required to push a little bit more to get the momentum going. It's a lot of creative output time. And then when we get to that mid-month, so ovulation time or full moon, that's when you're going to have a lot of energy, physical energy to do things. So I would say try to front load as much of your kind of interviews, your any negotiations that you might have any social events around that time, because you'll have the get up and go to do that. You might have difficulty doing a lot more of the left brain things because the energy is so outward. So there's Mm -hmm. less of a desire to kind of be in. Mm -hmm. So anything where you're just like a lot of talking, a lot of activity, that's going to be great for that time. And then for that the week that comes after, so the waning moon or uh, we're in that luteal phase of the cycle, that's when things start to slow down. Um, but you'll find that you're very, I would say, administratively productive. So you'll probably find that a lot of writing starts to come through a lot of kind of checking things off of the to-do list starts to come through at that time. Like you're just going, going, going. So a lot of that kind of, what seems to be external energy gets turned inward on a personal level though, with the menstrual cycle, this is going to be a time when stuff starts to come up about what's been happening in the past couple of weeks. So Mm. this is when some of that, that pre-menstrual stuff, the PMS stuff starts Mm -hmm. to come up. This is that time because it's a time of review. So it's like the harvest season or the autumn season within Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. cycle. So it's like, okay, I'm harvesting what I have. You know, I'm happy about some stuff, but, oh, I see there's some issues here. So the things that are not working as well as the things that are working are going to be really front and center during that time. And then as you close that out, you start to lose a little bit more energy. So clear this the schedule and rest more, have less happening on the calendar at work.
2: Hmm. I'm going to start paying attention to this. Can we do a quick speed round? Yes.
3: Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yes. Spirituality means? Spirituality means authenticity of self. What
2: is something most people
3: don't know about you? I was homeless when I was younger. Oh. For how long? Not that long, probably like just maybe a year or so. My mom was like newly divorced at the time. So we were, we were homeless until she was able to kind of get on her, her feet. So, yeah.
2: Where did you live? Uh, in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Did you live in a shelter or? We were living
3: out of the car wow i remember it was a i remember it exactly it was a red pontiac gs i believe mm-hmm. like that gray interior and we had all our stuff in the back and i remember going to mcdonald's and like washing up in the bathroom there and yeah like
2: <laughs> what is one thing you are looking forward to right now
3: mm, creative abundance what are you grateful for waking up today <laughs> I don't take it for granted truly because i i know and understand tomorrow's not promised so every mm-hmm. time i wake up i'm like oh whew, thank you mm-hmm. i'm here mm-hmm. and every time you close your eyes at night
2: you're like i made it through another day
3: yeah and if i don't wake up um, i'm happy with myself and what i've done
2: mm-hmm. yeah. i love that part of it mm-hmm. that yeah. is so important
3: yeah waking up is not guaranteed mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what book is on your
3: nightstand um, currently, uh, it's an anthology of science fiction from a uh, black writers called dark matter. Huh. I have, it's the, the first volume. So there's two volumes of dark matter. Um, okay. but it's yeah, a collection of authors who do black authors who do sci-fi and fantasy. Interesting. What's your favorite spiritual or healing practice? Um, currently meditation in the Akashic records.
2: Yeah. What is the most transformative experience in your life? If you could just pick one, because I'm sure there's probably not just one.
3: You're right. (laughs) Um, Probably the first one that comes to mind is back in middle school when I had my first samadhi experience. Ah, what was that like? That was interesting because I was actually outside playing recess. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so we were out in the front of the school and like I think folks were like playing tag but we had um there's like a bunch of uh I don't think there were oak trees but just trees in the front of the school and I was away from folks for a second and I just remember like literally soul consciousness coming in and I had this really clear awareness that I was being lived through and seeing through that I was just kind of it felt like just being a visor it was such a weird experience, mm. but it was really clear to me, like, oh, I'm not living myself. Something is living me. <laughs> it was so I
2: mean, what a, what, <laughs> what a profound, trippy experience in like sixth grade.
3: Right. Yes, <laughs> truly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm in Florida. This is like back in the 80s because, you know, I, I just turned 42. I have my birthday two weeks ago. Happy birthday. Thank you. So yeah, like no one's talking about yoga and things like that. So I can only name it now, looking back. I'm like, oh, that's what that was. But right. you know, I'm just sitting here having this experience. Like, what just happened?
2: <laughs> well, and it's not like you can bring that to someone, right? I mean, what are you going right. to possibly say about that?
3: Right. Yeah, because I didn't even have the language for that. Like I under, I had a knowing and understood. I was like, oh, because I intuitively knew like, oh, this is the divine or God or spirit like looking through me like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not living myself. It, that became very clear. Well, and I
2: was just talking with the interview I did earlier. People think about like these transcendent or enlightened experiences. I think sometimes they think they're like these long, sustainable moments and we should be in that place consistently. And it's it's not that at all. It's that you have these small bits and pieces that kind of keep you thirsting for for another one, and especially when they happen. and then and then, I think you move towards like a meditation or some sort of spiritual practice to try to bring it on purposefully mm-hmm. versus spontaneously.
3: you'll always know when it's divine steps in because the I like to refer to them as divine encounters. mhm. And there probably will only be a handful mm-hmm. that you'll experience, you know, if you're blessed to, to have that.
2: Well, Jeanette, if people want to learn more about you, what you're doing, how they can find you, can you let them know?
3: Yes. The best way would actually be to find me on my website, innersunalchemy.com. So again, inner sun All of my uh, information on sessions, my programs, my courses, events, and things like that are there. You can sign up for my newsletter. If you are a social media person, you can find me on Instagram, same name, inner sun alchemy, all one word. And I go on lives usually like maybe every week or every other week.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I it's- was thinking, okay, I gotta like muscle up my energy because- This is going to air in a long time, but I just got back from being out of town. And so I'm really, really jet lagged and like, I'm going to do this. And I'm so glad I did because it was really eye opening for me. And I definitely I'm going to take pieces of this interview and incorporate it into my life. I think it's so important. So thank you for, for your wisdom and knowledge today.
3: Yeah, that makes me happy. And I hope that's the same for everybody else, especially with all the talk we had about cycles. Like, again, it's it's immediately actionable. You know, making spirituality practical is my thing. And so if you take nothing else, at least take that <laughs> with the cyclical planning.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Thanks, Jeanette. You're welcome. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means?